crooked ribs. Medium ribs. Medium uh, rare. I don't think ribs. Rib. I guess yeah. Ribs. Ribeye steak. Ribeye. Ribeye. Got some ribeye. Texan. Barbecue. Yeah. I don't know. It's pretty bad. Meat and potatoes. Taters. Taters and tots. Tater tots. Okay. Some bacon and eggs. The bench rib. The crooked rib. Yeah. There's something more powerful about calling it crooked rib because it implies. You know, if someone's crooked, there's a little bit of crookedness in them. Bent is a value-neutral word, almost. Yeah. Well, bent is... It's not meant to be a negative term, right? It's only a negative if you if you view it as an attribute that you're trying to not be, you know? Yeah, well, for men, it is a negative. Yeah, no, but, but I'm women, saying... Yeah, like, exactly. So a man, like... Yeah. No, I think there is an aspect of negative. It's a descriptive term. I, I used to hold that point, but I would... Here, let me explain why I don't think it's value neutral. I do think it's inherently negative, and I'll explain why. If the crooked rib was a value neutral thing... The bent rib, I mean. Well, both. I'm using them interchangeably. Oh! No, I'm saying like the bent rib the descriptively is used... Like, it's like this is their nature. That's It's just that, you know? Like, it's not bad. Like, because like, someone would say, isn't it bad that women were born this way? You know, like... That's where I'm getting at. Like, no, it's not bad. That's that's how they were made. You know, it's like, isn't it bad that men are made of flesh and they can die? You know? Okay, so here. So there's, get it? there's two yeah. layers here. One is that you're talking about the difference between bent rib, the word, and crooked rib, the word. Yeah. So I'm not talking about that. Let's say they're synonyms. Oh, okay. What I'm talking about is the actual crooked rib. Is it good or bad? Right, which is what you just said. Yeah. Yeah, and I would argue that it is bad. And similarly, there's aspects of men that are bad too. So men are quick to anger. Men are impatient. Men are lazy. These are negative traits that are mentioned specifically in the scripture. And these are inherently negative traits. And to assume that man and woman are perfect would entail that that perfection would be present throughout their lives and then they would be sinless. Yeah, well, I think think we're kind of saying the same thing. Like what I'm implying is like, there's no point arguing whether it's bad that man was made like this you know yeah we are made like this and therefore we have to overcome it yeah and you have to accept that it is a part of you that you have to fight exactly and same with women they have yeah. these issues the problem is people don't like it when you express vices or weaknesses in gender specific terms mm. that's when they get irritated yeah so they're like no men and women both have this issue no 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 no, no. there's certain issues that are unique and specific to women, crooked rib. And that's what we're going to talk about here, the negative aspect. And these come from their crooked nature. There's a reason why they're considered deficient in intellect, why there's two witnesses, two female witnesses are equivalent of one. And there's multiple other factors about this. So so is Islam an inherently misogynistic religion? No, because by having deficiencies, we do not hate women for their deficiencies. Fair enough. In fact, only one who truly loves women will, will love a deficient woman. Yeah, I would argue that Muslims love women more than non-Muslims because non-Muslims, while perceiving them as perfect, will divorce them, while Muslims, knowing them to be deficient, will not divorce them. We take multiple women and we maintain them and we don't divorce them and we don't uh, have just one night stands with them. We don't do all that beta shit whilst acknowledging that they're deficient. You guys, whoever you are, the rest of y'all, you're all these beta cucks, 
of all these other religions, whatever they are, right? All these false religions. What you do is you take this idea of woman and you turn it into a goddess. And then you go out there and have one night stands and you rape your goddesses. You're goddess rapers. That's what you are, rapists, right? So stop, I mean, yeah, anyways. But that's kind of funny because even one of the Sahaba, he said as a rebuke, go suck on the clit of your female goddess. Impl the implication is the same thing, goddess rapists. Yeah. You're sexually obsessed. It's that same, that same dynamic was present that they worshipped their woman and they turned them into goddess. So he's, he's rebuking them. It's like, go suck on her clit. Yeah. So it's funny because a lot of these like... Which also tells you that the prehistorian Arabs knew a lot about the clit. Well, of course they <laughs> yeah, did. Yeah, no, because, you know, it's like the, oh, they, they were sexually repressed yeah, back then. Yeah, it's like w white man discovered the clit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm sure he did. It's not, it's not the, that. The thing is, anyone who... Has any, eyes? No, no, anyone who claims to discover something, it's... It will, because that that discovery is autobiographical. It means he discovered it for himself. Yeah. Because if you already know that it exists, then you wouldn't ever claim it to be a discovery. A discovery is something that for part of your life you didn't know existed. So the guy, whoever, who claims in Western society to have discovered female sexuality, whoever he was, he was so stupid that he didn't well, even... It, it, it was Western society as a whole was, was so, so sexually yeah. repressed that they didn't even know that his... His discovery was a was a global discovery from their perspective. That's the thing. When you're living in the dark, completely in the dark, then any light shown on any aspect of your world is going to be a discovery for you. Yeah. But the thing is, there's a world outside the cave. It's like the allegory of the cave, you know? All the guys in the cave and the guy, one guy leaves and then he comes back and he tells them, you know, there's a world outside the cave. It's like this. And I was like, no, you're making this shit up. There's no way. So. Yeah. yeah so, Alone, they don't leave their caves. Yeah. Well, now it's like it's even worse. The Western. Anyways, we were talking about the crooked rib. So this is something that's common amongst crooked rib behavior. It's the generation of unfalsifiable statements as a form, as a default mode of argument. And it stems from moral degeneracy and a way to preserve the ego by not being defeated by framing your statements in a way that cannot be defeated in argument. So it's it's morally degenerative. Also, it destroys communication. It's dishonest. And it's just uh, reprehensible because it allows you to insult people in a manner that's very crooked. Yeah. So let, let's let's break that down. For let's give an example. Yeah. yeah. So what well, I was going to say, like, what, what exactly is an unfalsifiable state or infalsible? Wait, what is it? Unfalsifiable. Un unfalsifiable. Yeah. So an unfalsifiable <laughs> statement is a statement which cannot be disproven. That's all it is. It's very simple. So a falsifiable statement would be like, the, your, this phone is black when it's, you can say, no, it's white. You can yeah. see it. So you can prove the color or disprove the color, although that relies on... Actually, that's a bit of a, that's kind that, of, if you go like a bit too abstract, it's like your perception somewhere. Yeah. The thing is at some level, everything is unfalsifiable. Yeah. But if you're, if you're not being pedantic, because that's another layer. Yeah. <laughs> if you if you shun your pedantry and behave like a normal human. Yeah. Right? Behave like someone who is not Betamaxed slappable. Right? If you're not slappable, if you're not a slappable pedant, then a question like uh, what color is the phone or that phone is black is uh, uh, it's a falsifiable statement. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so, but now what women like to do is they like to use uh, voodoo terms, you know, like aura and vibe, and uh, and these kind of statements. Like they'll say, "Oh, that that guy, he he was giving me bad vibes," or he was a creep. You know, you know, there was something there was, there was spiritual abuse. Yeah, something off about him. Yeah, he made me uncomfortable. Like exactly, you can't argue with that. Yeah. Like, and that's why, and this ties into the next part is that that uh, the the dominance that men have over women is given for a specific reason think about it this way okay if men and women were equally rational would it make sense to give one party superiority over the other no right and that's that's assuming they're equally rational so that's hedging the argument in the favor of the western uh, lens now if we were to say as some women claim that women are more rational and they're more intuitive and in touch with their emotions and emotional intelligence and all that bullshit. If we were to put them higher up, then it would be doubly absurd to give men who are less rational, less intuitive, according to this narrative, physical dominance over them. It would be oppressive. Yeah. Well, I want to play devil's advocate on that though a little bit. What if, what about like men that are physically superior than other men? Does that mean then divinely those physically superior men are, were made physically superior because they're more rational than those other less physically superior men? Okay, so before I answer that, yeah. let me give you the third aspect yeah. and then I'll answer yeah. that. So the third aspect is that if men and women uh, are as we see it Islamically, is that men are more rational and more responsible than women, then it makes sense to give them superiority, right? Now, with this superiority comes a test, meaning if that person violates the physical ability, then he will be held accountable on the day of judgment. So similarly, the contention that you just said, that there's two men and that one is given superiority, yes, potentially he has the ability to be morally superior. But if he violates that, then he will be held accountable on the day of judgment. So True, yeah. The power is given as your a test. Yeah, yeah, your contention did not factor valid. in yeah, the moral yeah. aspect yeah, exactly, of it. Right? Yeah. So, but it doesn't negate the difference between the two. And also, the other layer was that yours was not a separate class. You're looking at intra-class yeah, exactly. versus inter-class. Yeah. So it, the analogy is a bit different. Because then within inter... Yeah, no, I'm just giving you the example that... Okay, they would come up. The typical yeah. person. Because if you say. look at inter-class comparisons, then it's a different game. Yeah. But intra-class, meaning men and, and women... And also, those those differences tend to be so minute, then it's... Yeah. You're, you're, you're being pedantic then. Yeah. But the... Yeah, that's more of a, a variability within the class that's just a function of human differences. Because if everyone was the same, then yeah. yeah, then life would be the challenges would be a lot more simpler. And then So let's go back to the the falsifiable statements. The unfalsifiable falsifiable statements. The reason why is it actually morally degenerate to use unfalsifiable statements? What what makes it what makes a person who consistently uses those statements morally not good <laughs> well there's there's two things here first of all you have to see what's the context that that person is embedded in hmm. is this a wife talking to her husband or is this a random woman talking to a random guy because if it's a random woman talking to a random guy then self-preservation might be necessary and those statements might be a tactic to not get abused right because it's a woman's defense mechanism to use those kind of statements to get out of danger yeah, that makes sense. It's when that perception of danger is co-opted by a power struggle and uh, a refusal of responsibilities within a married context. 
that's when it becomes. So it's it's a tool, just like any power. There's a capacity for evil within it. Yeah, so, or it can also be used, like to put, because you you gave the married example, but you know, women can also use it against other women or other men that yeah. aren't not necessarily like because she could still use that to to men that she's not married to that she just doesn't yeah. like. And uh, the other the other thing is if someone leaves with that kind of statement and then you try to define it for them. Are they are they susceptible to that direction or do they rebel? Yeah. Sometimes women are incapable of generating the falsifiable statement. So they might generate an unfalsifiable statement based on their incompetence. But if you assist them and they accept that assistance, then you know that it's coming from a morally upright position. But if they rebel against that, so if, if a woman is like deluded to think that astrology is real, then you try to explain it to her. And if she accepts your explanation... That it's uh, dispro- it's like you cannot disprove either of the horoscopes because they're all vague and fuzzy, and it's like, what do you? Yeah, and that's why they love it. Yeah, that's why they love it because anything can be. But it comes down to their comfort versus advice thing, right? So they want to comfort themselves by reading a horoscope which makes every aspect of their personality seem positive, massage everything into this fuzzy kind of because that's what women are for, right? They're for comfort. So if they were. If they had that advice mentality, then that would come to you and you wouldn't enjoy that. Yeah. You wouldn't enjoy a woman advising you. As much as you dislike their unfalsifiable statements, you enjoy them when they're boosting you. <laughs> right? <laughs> and that's the thing, because women will give you fuzzy praise too. And their praise will also be undisprovable, meaning there's they'll say positive things about you that you cannot rebut. And you'll be like, yeah, I can't really prove that wrong. Yeah. So it's just that, unfortunately, in the Western landscape, there's a lot more women who use this in a negative context. There's also a lot more women that think they need to give advice. That's when that's true too. Yeah. Not that great at it. Yeah. It's usually when this these kind of statements are nested in a pseudo masculine, internalized pseudo masculinity. Yeah. That they turn very yeah, disgusting, toxic femininity, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. It's not toxic though because it's not really poisonous. It's more like it's disgust. That's the primary. It's emotion like it's like a fly. It's not like a snake that bites you and kills you. It's just a fly. It's like you just don't want flies in the house, right? Just swat them away. Yeah. But some of them are pretty big. Yeah, it's just messy. It's disgusting. You know, <laughs> flies sit on fecal matter and just disease, disease-ridden whores. So, and this is why women can't be reasoned with for the most part. And, because uh, when you try to reason them, they'll bring up these kind of false, exactly. And, false and most men will fail to detect the the way they shift from rational argument to, and they sneakily drop in unfalsifiable statements, or they take the rational argument and massage it in that direction. So, and that's why a lot of guys will get angry at them, which is uh, the appropriate response. Yeah, because because it's it's not so much that you should get angry; it's more like, okay, we tried this method; it didn't work. Now, when words end, the lashes begin. Yeah, or you just don't talk to women. Or the threat of lashes, yeah. right? There, there needs to be an irritation that what you're saying now is not acceptable. You've crossed the threshold of acceptability in a, in a communication context. So, And they need to know that. Because if you continue to engage at that level, then they think, oh, this is acceptable behavior. No, they need to know that there's certain modes of communication that are unacceptable. Yeah. And if they don't realize that, they, they will never get used to the idea of holding their tongue. And that's the problem with a lot of these women. 
They don't hold their tongue. They don't hold other things either. They let everything hang out loose yeah. in public. Just public sexuality, public profanity. Public absurdities. Yeah. Public stupidity. Public properties. So the, well. Yeah, that's a common phrase. Yeah, I know. So now we could uh, go on to the that's next That's actually section. a good one because, you know, like, because similar to public, you know, most public things are generally shitty. Yeah. So it's like private, you know, private school, I mean, uh, school shitty, but, you know, private school is still better than public in some school. ways. Yeah. Better. And then, you know, private one would hospitals hope. or private clinics you yeah. know, generally tend to be better. Yeah. And so private women tend to be better than public women. Yeah. And this is a, uh, this crooked rib thing is, is common in uh, the TikTok comments. A lot of women will give. So now the next part of this, the corollary to this is this, uh, this persona that I call the femcel oracle. Now there's two parts here. Femcel it just means a woman who isn't necessarily sexually celibate, but she's not. She doesn't have a man who's committed to her. She's emotionally celibate. Yeah. So no man wants to marry her because she's either old, or she's she's ratchet used. She's either old or used. <laughs> yeah. Or both. Or she just. Loose. She's public. Loose in She's the... public property. Yeah. No, loose. I mean, a loose woman, you know? Yeah, loose. Not in the sense that... Her vagina's it... loose, but that's a consequence of being loose. Well, not necessarily. Not necessarily. That's, that's like... I mean, yeah. that's the joke. That's the joke, yeah. And they'll get triggered by it. It's like, our oh, vaginas give birth. Yeah. yeah. It's actually not... Not that's exactly. Not the... That doesn't loose change Loose is anything. like loose in the sense that... Sexually loose. Yeah. Yeah, yeah loose just with everyone. Promisc promiscuous. Yeah. Promiscuous, yeah. Yeah. So... Which now, actually makes sense, you know, tight, private, loose, public, you know. It's, yeah, absolutely. Now, the the oracle is the woman who, she uses those unfalsifiable statements, but she, in her mind, she perceives herself almost as all-knowing. And Does this, she really perceive herself as all-knowing, though? Or, at the very least, the way she portrays herself would yeah. lend other people to believe that she perceives herself that way. Whether or not she perceives it, yeah. it's hard to say. It's hard to say what goes in the mind. Yeah. Like how much... Is, the, is self-perception even a thing? Is self-awareness a thing for women? Very less. Yeah. Much less than men, definitely. And that's patently obvious. So now... Yeah, so what I said was here that uh, this femcell oracle thinks her epistemology is flawless. She hasn't contended with epistemology in the true sense. She might have read the terms in philo philosophy books. What is epistemology? Are you asking me or are you asking on behalf of the viewers? I'm asking on behalf of the viewers. They can look it up. Okay. Yeah. I mean, epistemology, without going into the, the definition yeah. of sorts, is basically... Or like, what does it mean in this case, you know? It concerns way. the nature and source of knowledge. Right? So... What is knowledge? How do you know if it's true? Where does it come from? What makes knowledge true knowledge? Yeah. Because right? like, yeah. a lot of women will say it's a fact, but what is a fact? What is an opinion? What is science? So this this concern with right and wrong or true and false, yeah. actually, right? What is truth and what is false? Well, even right and wrong, because, you know, if you if you don't have a moral religious Islamic lens, yeah. then what is right and wrong? Exactly, yeah, yeah. Ethics have to be derived from some truth falsehood metric it's not just it's ethical because everyone does it yeah yeah so 
And if you believe that there there's ethics ingrained in every human uh, on certain areas, then you believe in ration. You you must believe in a god, right? Yeah, because exactly. So a lot of these women will talk about philosophical concepts or psychological concepts and disagree with us in principle. And then they'll say things like, oh, you haven't gone to university or you haven't read this book. But what they forget is that knowledge is a function of codified male intuition, meaning males. All knowledge. All knowledge. Or the majority, the vast majority of knowledge, if we're just being pedantic. P Pareto squared. Pareto squared. Pareto, yeah. Pareto cubed. Pareto double squared, whatever that is. <laughs> yeah. And this is males who were... Ironically enough, probably a lot more misogynistic, probably slave owners, probably physically abused their wives, especially in the Western tradition. Yeah. So these males... I mean, just, the majority of the Western knowledge is is these kind of people that they hate now. Right? Yeah. So the irony that she is using philosophical terms and psychological schools of thought that are a product of male intuition, just basically a guy who sat in his room and thought about things and wrote books, and eventually he generated a school that was valid based on other males' uh, observation and uh, analysis of his point of view, and then it was accepted as a school, codified, meaning turned into books and text and speech, and then taught at an institution. So now she'll pay that institution to satisfy her pseudo-male credential hunger, and then she will use those credentials and argue with us, who are the males who use our intuition to create the books that will later on be codified by other institutions and taught to her children. <laughs> so the irony of this is, but this is way too much. This is way too far for women. And this is what women don't understand, that institutions and university, these are all male constructs, you know? And a lot of them are by basement dwelling incels, especially in the West. Because in the East, you have most Muslim scholars were polygamous and they had balanced their life. But in the West, there is this almost d distance, kind of almost incel attitude towards knowledge. Yeah, it's like the, the, the pursuit of knowledge couldn't be tainted by sexuality. Well, it's not even that. It's that, it's that a lot of these guys were, were emasculated and dysfunctional. So in, in, in the Islamic tradition, no, the it's scholars... It's also like a lot of the Christian beliefs on relationships are a little emasculated emasculate. and dysfunctional. Yeah. So. so you'll see that in their philosophies too. And also, if you just read about their history, their personal lives were a mess, right? Like Nietzsche and all these guys. A lot of, a lot of the philosophers... Exactly. Yeah. yeah, someone even mentioned that in a comment. And we're like, yeah, that proves our point. Not yeah. Einstein, though. Yeah, well, he married his cousin, right? Well, he <laughs> got divorced by his first wife. Yeah. And then his cousin agreed to marry him, but he made a condition that I will only marry you if you just cook clean and let me do my work and do not interrupt me. Bring all my meals into my room. And she was like, yes. Because she realized that I will be known as the woman who supported Einstein. Yeah. Whereas the other woman was the one who probably, he could have had probably another theory if it wasn't for her. Yeah. Right? She screwed up. She wasted his time. Maybe there would have been, maybe GPS would have been more advanced by now. So thank you, Einstein's first wife, for potentially you know, slowing down the development of the world. That's what women do. Some of them. Yeah. So well, definitely the ones on TikTok. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's like the time Yeah, theft. the ones on any... Like, they're just not doing... Any, they're not creating any value in the world. In fact, they're just vamp... They're just stealing the value of men. The time. Time theft, yeah. And it's crazy because most of these 
most of these videos target men, obviously. Yeah. Because yeah, women waste their time anyways. You don't have to you don't have to make women waste their time. Yeah, women waste time by default. Men try to save time. And they'll they'll help their women save time too, generally. By marrying them young. That's how you save a woman's time. Yeah. By making sure she has a lot of kids right away. Because women have more well, they have the same amount of time as men, but there's a smaller window of time that's important for them. For men, that window of time is irrelevant anytime. And that sanity can't be brought back. Yeah. There's no way to to yeah. go back, you know? It can, but it requires a level of masculinity that is mm. not present in the Occident. Yeah. There was that one comment where the guy was like, yeah, anyways, it's like... <laughs> Do you even English? <laughs> they don't. They don't English, right? They don't read. They don't. I've noticed this, and this is a, a little bit of a segue, but just the grammar, syntax, semantics, quality, quantity, everything. On every respect, people cannot talk and speak and comment. They just fail at every level. And it's not a, it's not a YouTube comment. No, no, no. It's That's a universal a, thing. Because yeah. when you talk to people, you notice the same problems, yeah. right? Their their syntax is wonky. Their semantics are wonky, right? But okay, let's say let's give them the benefit of the doubt. Sometimes my semantics and syntax are wonky, but I'm able to rephrase and repackage and eventually get there. But these people they they devolve. It gets worse and worse, right? So you'll you'll hear a comment and then you'll respond and then instead of making more sense, they make even less sense in their re response. Yeah. You're like, oh, this is going nowhere. You opened up fifteen other nonsensical interpretations. Man. Yeah. What was the what was what were you saying before we kind of went into this direction? And there was a specific point. Credential hunger. Oh yeah, no, it was just the Oh the masculinity of the philosophers, of the scholars. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. Yeah, the epistem we were talking about the the epistemology of her Epis yeah. of her thoughts that she's saying, yeah. Yeah. They don't even question it. I think that's like the common thing about, you know, science obsessed people is like they yeah. don't even understand the epistemology of science. Yeah. And so, and you don't have to necessarily know this word because a lot of the times people will get annoyed and rightfully so, or using terms like ontology, epistemology. You know, these are conceptually accessible because I never knew about epistemology yeah. as a formal study until much later, until like university years. But as a child, you understand this you understand conceptually. Yeah, yeah, intuitively you understand like what makes it right you know what yeah. makes it true i mean that's the that's the question that's the fundamental yeah it's the essential question you ask on everything like, like that is the crux the core aspect like of the philosophy. why the why question why is it this way right exactly yeah the why question yeah yeah so epistemology is the why question in a nutshell that's what it is yeah man the fem cells i realized male incels are not bad it's the female incels that are truly bad well, yeah, I mean, male, there's no such because, thing as... Yeah, no, I mean, there is a thing as a male incel in the sense that... No, no, what I mean is, okay, <laughs> an incel is someone who's involuntarily celibate, right? Yeah. But the modern depiction of an incel as someone who has all these other characteristics that they say yeah. that they're... That doesn't exist. Yeah. Any man who in doesn't... In fact, the majority of men in the world right now are, especially under, what, 25, 30, they're... They're incels. No, also even most men that are married are incels. Yeah. Yeah. So being an incel doesn't detract from the man. It detracts from the woman. Because the woman is being sinful yeah. by being disobedient. As the number of incels in the world, as the number of male incels increase in the world, it's it implies a general state of female degeneracy in the world. Absolutely. 
So yeah, the incel levels are because they they tend to flip that around that oh these these men can't get their shit together. Yeah. No 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 no. These women need to get their shit together. It's not even about <laughs> they men. need to not get their shit together. No no, it's not about that. So the whole assumption that a man has to be at a certain level to have access to females. That assumption is invalid. Yeah. Right? Any man is... Most men are, just by virtue of being men, are decent enough for most women. Right? Because... But that that's the whole thing, right? That the women are just given sexual and financial liberation. That's the problem. It has nothing to do with whether the men are good enough or not. It's that you need to control your women. That's That's the whole thing. That's why obedience is mandatory. It's not an optional thing. Because if it was an optional thing, then they would choose to not obey and do exactly what they're doing. And the West won't understand this, and most Muslim scholars don't present it this way. And uh, we'll we'll do this discussion later on, but AP sent me a link today about the whole, how the Western, how even like uh, so-called traditional uh, Muslim scholars present the whole obedience to women thing as a way that they're trying to... Uh, protect against misogynistic claims like they'll use western data and they'll be very apologetic about that no one's going to say no women need to obey because they're deficient in intellect no one says it like that yeah that's why we are the slappers we gotta slap we are betamaxed we slap the world not just women and the base and the base anyways yeah and we and there's all these layers that we completely obliterate because anyone who says oh you don't have uh you don't have degrees. Yeah, well, we slap credentials. Oh, you don't have uh, uh, access. No, intuitively accessible domains. So there's an answer to all of this. It's like you can't challenge us on not having credentials. You can't challenge us on some Western data. You can't challenge us on being beta cucks. So instead, all you'll say is, we need to stop giving these men microphones. Exactly. You know, that's the unfalsifiable statement. It's like, stop giving these men microphones. It's like... The only thing you can do is cancel us. That's the only thing you can do, or attempt to cancel. But that's okay, because when you attempt to cancel us, that's when we play victim. Because we play that... We even do that better than you guys. We play your game better than you ever could dream of. That's what we do. Because we have wives who are willing to do exactly what we say. So we can craft a victim narrative that will make you piss and shit your pants. That's the <laughs> okay. thing. That's what they don't know. No, because if they go in that direction, we can create so much. We can wreak havoc in their own domain. We can make a video of our wife crying and saying that this woman abused me. We can play victim a lot better than they can. Well, I don't know how good of an actor my wife is, <laughs> yeah. but it's okay. Because I... they they love playing victim, right? <laughs> they we love. Know, we know what kind. We know what level of acting is required for YouTube heart strings pulling. Exactly, <laughs> we know the kind of cringe level that these people will eat up. So, but you know, we don't need to do that. Yeah. Because we already win, right? There's. It's not necessary to play victim, but I'm just saying that we can play your game. It's a little bit of a different podcast. The feet are on the desk. <laughs> no one can see the feet, though. I think people like this kind of stuff, too. This is chilling and talking about things as if they're understood. This yeah. is a live stream level. You know? This is the good vibes. <laughs> uh, anyways, got some more 
good vibes. That was a good vibe, man. I, I'm just vibing, to be honest. <laughs> just vibing. I was just gonna say, uh, what? Anytime you have these, anytime you respond, like, or you make a comment about, you know, fem cells, they'll always respond with like, "Oh, who says we want your attention?" or like, "Who says we want you?" It's like, I, you, the male and cells in cells need to play that game too, you know. It's like, who says I want to be so? I well, guess they, that's what well, they, they do. I guess that's like the MGTOW. No, no, but they don't do it the same way. It's like what I said that if your face wasn't so produced, maybe I'd unbox you. Yeah. But they don't do that because they actually don't hold that position. Men cannot fake things. They can only do it. So the the thing what, what they say, a lot of men say, oh, fake it till you make it. No, confidence cannot be faked by men because men are too sincere. Women do the fake game because women can never actually be real. They can never be intellectual. They can never be physically dominant. So they have to fake it. Men know deep down that there's a potential for me to be real, so I can't fake it. What about like those men that are with those women? You know, like those Instagram channels where it's like one beta guy with his wife. Like, what? What is that? Is that like? Doesn't he understand like what's going on there? Doesn't he have like? Isn't he thinking like, what is this? What am I doing? I think that's an example of a of a guy who's starving, uh, who's thirsty and in the desert. So at that point, your senses are not. Yeah, it's the sex yeah, carrot. The sex carrot is dangling in front of him. So he's truly that kind of incel, even though he's not incel. He's actually the incel because yeah. the incel is not an incel. He's not obsessed with sex because yeah. he's not getting any. Like he exactly. knows that he's not getting any. Yeah, but the one who has the potential to get some, and he is in a relationship where the woman has power over him, or he's given the woman power. That is the true incel in the sense that. How they define incel? Those attributes are present in that guy. Yeah, like Will Smith. Will Smith is an incel. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if he actually gets anything, but even if he does, you he doesn't could be, get respect. Though you That's... could be a guy, a Chad, who goes out and gets laid every night by a different girl, but you are an incel because that that definition of incel is an obsession with sex, and any guy who tries to get laid all the time is obsessed with sex. And if you're involuntarily celibate, it means that you're not getting as much sex as you want. That's what that means. It doesn't mean you're not getting any sex. That's what's the general accepted term, but the Betamaxed correct definition yeah. is we're, that... We're the Merriam-Webster Betamax dictionary. Well, of course, yeah. We slap the world and we redefine it. But uh, Slap the dictionary too. Yeah. We slap with the dictionary. We well, I, was slap... saying, I was saying you slap some terms into the dictionary. It's like one slap is a new term added to the dictionary. Yeah, you also slap terms into your woman. Yeah. That's that's how you improve female intelligence. You sl- you spank you spank words into them. It works. Yeah. Every spank creates more intelligence. That's why my wife is so intelligent. But wait, she's not that intelligent, oh, right? Oh damn! I guess you need. I guess, I guess you've been slacking. I've been exposed, guys. <laughs> spank slacker. Okay. <laughs> spank slacking. Okay. Okay. This is. But a... the slap is a function of the the intelligence of the man. So maybe. Because what if it's a dumb guy, but there's no dumb guys? Yeah, also there's an art to slapping, right? Yeah, it can't be... Yeah. Yeah, there's a curve, there's a parabolic motion. Yeah, it's, it's it's all... Yeah, it's like, it's like you know, when you paint, there's a certain... Yeah, it's like a drumstick. Yeah, one. there's a stroke. You need so, to have... I mean, I, I've got the... I, I know how to slap. The art of slapping is important for a lot of... Verbal slapping, physical slapping, both. Anyways, so yeah, so that's the, the insult, the chad. And any guy who no, I really actually that de- that definition is so good though. Actually, like an incel is someone who's not getting as much sex as they want. Exactly. So 
really only if you're in a married relationship where your wife is down all the time can you not be an incel exactly it, it, it's the opposite then you have to provide then you're sex. a volcel <laughs> yeah <laughs> then, then you <laughs> voluntarily become celibate for a few days because you're like exactly bro i need to focus i need to I not need waste time by having sex yeah no absolutely and uh yeah that's that's what it is but uh and then those kind of guys generally will lead with they will ridicule you the same way women do it's like made unless you know you're not getting enough women you're sexually frustrated they take the female mental uh model yeah, yeah. and it's like oh yeah you're a girl i guess i mean yeah the the carrot dangling is too much for them. yeah because shaming a man for not getting sex is purely a female perspective if a guy does that you're like bro you're you're I don't a know. woman. You're a woman if you do You're that. You're a crooked rib at that point. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's extremely odd. But of course, that kind of guy will will have other major problems with him. And uh, I mean, it's hard to fault the women, man, when they're stuck with guys like these. And then it's hard to fault the, the men when they're stuck with women like these. But, you know, like attracts like yeah. at the end of the day. So, you know, enjoy your atheism. Enjoy your evolution and your science and your Western enlightenment and you can't even wipe your ass properly, enjoy all that shit, you know? Get your diseases, get your AIDS, have indiscriminate sex, play your video games, shake your ass on TikTok, be whatever shit you do. Just keep doing that shit. That's your life. Enjoy. Enjoy.